What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Unbalanced Podcast. It's Sammy. And I'm Jayana. And this week, we are tackling the mental health stigmas surrounding men, just making sure that we touch base with how they feel and what the stigmas are and why they may feel that way when it comes to expressing their emotions, their anxieties, and just everyday life with their friends or society in general. Yeah, this is um this is a topic that I really wanted to make sure that we covered um, throughout this podcast, just because I feel like it is extremely important. You know, um, I think it's very obvious that men don't talk about their feelings as much. And, um, you know, it's very common to, to hear from other men, like, oh, like men don't cry, like, you know, like just stupid, stupid, toxic masculinity Masculinity. stuff like that. And um, it's very damaging to all the men out there who suffer from mental illness and feel like they can't reach out to people just because they're men um and it's really sad and obviously when you don't reach out and get the help that you need you just become worse and worse and um it is just a very important topic that I I think needs to be talked about more and again we want to cover any and all topics on this podcast that um uh coincide with the stigma behind mental health mm-hmm. and just make sure that people know that it's okay to talk about <laughs> Sounds yeah. like Sammy has some explosions going on there. Right yeah, so I mean, just a FYI, like my neighbors are having a kickback tonight for <laughs> one of their party or birthdays, and like they're setting up apparently really early because, mind you, it's three o'clock right now. It is. It's three o'clock. They're crazy, but it's funny. It's nice. They're nice guys. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. So yeah, do you want to? Oh, also to mention, um, just because it is probably a little you know obviously it sucks that it's two women talking about this you know we do need more men to be open and bring awareness to this specific stigma um but we will be interviewing my fiance ryan about his experience with his own mental health um issues that he's experienced and um just talking to him about how he feels and all of that so it'll be good to hear from him as well later on in this episode yeah it'll be more relatable because you can only you can only take so much from two women because we're going through our own mental health issues as being girls and women and whatever because I mean there's totally two different worlds going on and I think it is important that you know if, if you are a guy and you do have the same, or you're going through whatever it is, like you can reach out to us. You can even reach out to Ryan. He'll definitely <laughs> talk to you too. So, you, can. <laughs> you know, like we just want to be those points of contact in those situations. Yeah. 100%. So before we go ahead and interview Ryan, um, we would just like to jump into some facts about mental health that some people may or may not know um, that are really important, especially, you know, talking about the stigma. Um, We have pulled a couple different facts from different websites um, and 
it's not just in the U.S. It is around the world. Like I think we have a couple from U.K. Um, and America, just because you know it's not just an American thing. I think it's important that you know people realize that it doesn't affect Everyone. just one. Yeah, one specific group. Um, everybody's affected by this. Doesn't matter where you at, um, what gender you are. You know, everybody is affected. Um, so. Basically, some of the websites that we have are mentalhealth.org.uk. We also have uh, mhanational.org. So we're just going to go over some of these little facts for you right here in just a second. So one thing that I think is very important is that um, according to mhanational.org, one in five adults experience a mental health problem each year, which is insane to think about because obviously everybody knows more than five people um and just thinking that that many people experience mental health problems um is really upsetting and we don't even know how many of those people are actually seeking help um just because there is or or even people who don't even realize that what they have is Is worth seeking yeah yeah, I feel like that's that's the other issue is like people feel like it's not it's not like worth enough to like go get that help when it can only worsen or mm-hmm. it stays steady and then they're not getting the help and it's like no, like it's okay, like you know. Yeah, I think just like for the longest time, like me specifically, like I was always just like, I'm just crazy, like I'm weird, like like I yeah. never was like there's something actually like going on in my head that is going on in my brain that is making me feel this way like I genuinely was just like I'm crazy like I'm stupid like this is so dumb like why am I upset about this why am I freaking out about this and you know it took me a while to seek the help that I needed um and I know that that even though I was still able to seek it kind of earlier on in life it still did take me a while to realize that that's what I had and it sucks because not a lot of people um can realize that and seek help even even though mine wasn't super early but like as early as I did like some people don't seek help until they're you know older I mean adults and they're like already they have kids and they have Mm -hmm. a whole life and then then they're I mean I can't imagine like I mean yeah again we're we're 20 21 you know we're we're very young and even carrying the trauma or whatever I went through the experiences even to now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't carry that. Like, and then when I did get it all off my chest and I, you know, it felt better, but I can't imagine being like 40 years old and you have 40 years. Okay. Maybe not 40, but like, you know, however young you can, cause you can be at any age and experience anything. And like that yeah. sticks with you. So it's like, imagine like 40 years, 50 years, and you have all of that just on you. Like, I definitely don't think I could Yeah. And I think, and I don't think people realize that mental illness doesn't, you know, it doesn't start when you're in high school. It doesn't start when you're older. Like it can start at any age. It it doesn't matter. It can start when you're older. It can start when you're in high school, but it can start from. You can literally be five years old. You can be born with it. Like Like, I don't think people realize that because like, especially for me too, um, just because obviously I can only speak best about what I've experienced and what I know. Um, as a kid, like I remember being like, not even being in school yet or like 
being in like kindergarten, first grade, and just always feeling so insecure. Like nobody loves me. Like I had no, like nobody likes me. Like I'm not good enough for people. And just like feeling that like at such a young age, I was just like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I? Cause it wasn't really like there were reasons for me to feel that way. I just did. And I couldn't help it. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, just moving forward, just so that we aren't just stuck on this one part <laughs> the whole time. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on a little bit to the mentalhealth.org.uk because um, we pulled a, a couple facts from there, um, which one of them being in 2017, nearly 6,000 suicides were reported in Great Britain. And of these 6,000 suicides, 75% of them were men. And suicide is the largest, yeah, suicide is the largest cause of death for men under 50. Um, And I think this is so important. And if this doesn't like open your eyes, I really don't know what will because that is an insane amount. Um, And the thing with the stigma behind mental health in men specifically is that because they are so afraid to reach out and seek the help, they are the ones committing suicide the most. Because they're not able to get the help that they need because it's so stigmatized. And that is so sad. Well, I mean, that is from societal just norms. I mean, like Mm -hmm. the norm of it is men are supposed to be these tough, just masculine men, guys. And they're not meant to be this emotional, uh, emotional person or express the emotions they're going to just whatever they're feeling they're they're really meant to suppress it until you know unless it's uh qualified as worthy because if it's not you know everything else they're going through it doesn't matter besides what is the norm so like you know like even when they're going through breakups I mean I was just watching I know this is random but like a TikTok of like a guy and you know like those sad TikToks where it's like Mm -hmm. oh like I lost the girl or I lost the boy and then the girl's like crying well like this guy like made the video kind of in that point of view, but he was the one who was heartbroken. He was the one who was crying. And in the comments, they were like, oh my God, like I thought this was the girl's point of view, but it it's the guy's point of view. And like, this is what he was going through and people were praising him. And I was like, see, like that should be normal. Like Mm -hmm. guys do have those emotions. Guys should feel comfortable enough I mean, maybe not on TikTok. That's not your <laughs> right. scenario. But like, you don't have to general, tell it to the whole world. But if you can confide and right. confide in one person, like that'll help so much. And and don't be afraid to, because I know so many men out there are like, I can't tell anybody. Like, I have to put on a brave face. And and you know, women right. feel that way too. They're like, I can't let anybody know that this is the way I'm feeling. But it's just so much more stronger in men because people, you know, society the societal norm is for them to be these tough protectors of everybody else and that's a lot of pressure <laughs> that is that's a so lot much pressure of pressure insane amount, especially and, on the younger generations of people like mm-hmm. growing up and stuff in the college I guess even just yeah in college and high school and middle school like it's not normal for a guy to express those sad or anxiety feelings you know that they're having Mm -hmm. yeah I agree and I also um I didn't I don't know why I didn't I didn't go and find um this thing that I had heard before 
so I, I can't like directly quote the source and I'm not going to like directly quote it, but I will say that I did remember hearing something about how um, suicide in men is often more violent as well. Yeah, I um, a, a lot of the times when women kill themselves, obviously not all the time, it's not, you know, the case, but most of the time um, women do it, you know, less violently where they'll, I don't know, I guess like take pills like do do stuff where it's not a like a bloody like you know um and a lot of suicides in men usually involve a gun Mm -hmm. um so I I think I have that somewhere um but yeah and I I just think that that also shows a lot too because there's so much after building up so much emotion you just have so much anger and rage and like it shows you know when you decide that um so I actually went back I do have a a post on social media that I had posted back in 2019 just going over some mental health um facts um overall and it does say here I don't remember where I got this but I promise you it's not like an unreliable source it's probably like mentalhealth.org or something like something super basic like that Um, but it does say that 51 percent of male suicides are death by firearm um, which is just so crazy to me and then it goes on to say that poisoning is the most common method of suicide for females Um, so yeah I think that's insane yeah that is insane and also that suicide among males is four times higher than females and male deaths represent 79 percent of all U.S. suicides Wow. I mean, I do have to say, like, when it comes to, like, females seeking help, they feel a lot more comfortable doing so. And, like, right there is why there's this issue (laughs) of, like, of that, that, like, separating point between male and female is that it's normal for females to reach the help, get the help. And for guys, it's like, well, why would you go to a therapist or why right. would you do this? Why, like, you know, and it's like, why should it be questioned? It just shouldn't mm-hmm. be questioned. Everyone, it's also I none suggest- of your business. If, if somebody sees a therapist, it is none of your business. <laughs> and honestly, you don't even like, there's instances where like some of my friends were like, they weren't even, maybe it wasn't even like a, like a sad time for them, but more or less, they just needed help with like the stress of something or the anxiety of something. And it, it wasn't ever something like, like drastically bad, I guess, if you want to call, because there's so many different case scenarios of like drastic, not drastic, you know, but like in this instance, it was more like just, they had a lot going on with school, a lot going on with work and social life and family life. And they just, they just needed someone to talk to, you know, more like, and then, you know, and I suggest that for anyone. Yeah. And then um, kind of to piggyback off of that, before you go into this next um, little topic here, um, I think it's so important, especially for men to seek help because they are the ones not only expected to like be tough, but they're like, you know, I know that we're in the 21st century now, but we still are in that like societal, like the men, the man is the provider. Like the man is the provider of the family. He goes to work, he works his ass off and he makes the money and he pays the bills. And you know what I mean? Like it's all, and and that's why it's so important for men, especially to be able to talk to somebody because it is stressful being like being the not only like not even just the sole provider, but like a main 
provider where like the man is still kind of expected to be the one to um make as you would coin it breadwinner yeah yeah yeah. right and it's horrible but right unfortunately a lot of people still think that way a lot of men still think that they need to be that way right um so yeah yeah no I I definitely think like I mean because you know you got the stigma of that but then you got the stigma of like the mother staying home and then that's that norm and it's like that has mental health factors going into it as well and just Mm -hmm. everything because um you know there's there's just so many societal norms that are just like kind of wacky I do have to say so wacky (laughs) so like doesn't like why (laughs) I question it every time I'm in in one of my social classes I'm like how is this a thing how? Yeah, no, seriously. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> like, yeah, but, sure. Like, it's a little bit better now, but it's still, I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely think societal norms are interesting. You just, I feel like reading about it, it's like, what in the world was happening? And why do we still have issues like that today? And like, I don't, I don't know. Um, evolving is fascinating I do have to say so another topic that I think is really important to bring light to is the one higher rates of suicide in minority communities but also the the mental health that comes with it because not only is it the suicides we're focusing on it's more like what are they also going through and it hits a lot of people in the LGBTQ community uh veterans uh people of color, people with low income, you know, this is the minority community and they have a lot of factors that come with a lot of these things, especially like if you are in the low income community and like, you know, like we were just talking about the men who are so focused on the working aspects of things and in life and family and like, they're just trying to make ends meet. It, it can become a lot and very overwhelming and more or less like, it really hits them hard. And I think um, this is one of those times where it's like, they need that help, whether it is like professional help or just the support of someone else, you know, getting them through that rough period of time. And um, especially with uh, gay men, um, we already know the LGBTQ community goes through so much. I mean, they're just, they're a target and it, it, it's quite horrible that that they are a target. And I, I honestly think um, when it comes to that, it it's just, why? <laughs> I always ask that, why? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think honestly don't know. And I think that just shows like how, um, just like how like we can't even fathom how people can, be specifically targeted or discriminated against just because of what they look like or how they identify or anything like that and I I guess it's a good thing that we can't understand that because obviously if we did then we would have to do some real (laughs) self-evaluations I I think like the LGBTQ fight has been going on for so long now and um, the fact that they're still going through this discrimination part is just in my mind like insane as well like it, it's literally breathtaking because I'm like wow like so many years are going by and yet they're still having this this battle like literally a battle and when it comes to the mental health too they 
they don't have anyone to come out, like to reach out to, to um, connect with, to be supported by because people aren't yet on that same length of like being okay with the fact that the LGBTQ community is there, like they are there and they are people and men are, they, you know, same like things like they're men, they're human, but you know, yeah. And uh, another thing too is, uh, is with veterans. Um, I mean, my parents are vets and uh, I mean, they both have gone through lots of mental health, you know, Mm -hmm. battles too. And, uh, you know, actually this isn't just for men too. A lot of veterans do. Um, They go through so much. I even have military friends and they are going through stuff and they're, they're my age. Yeah. Um, and th- like this goes for all vets. I don't think it's just subjected to one person, one gender. Um, you know, I know we're hitting men and everything, but most veterans come with a lot of that. And uh, a lot of my friends who were in the military, they're they're my age, and I've seen them go through their experiences. And a lot of them were actually males too. And they, I mean, they were going through a lot. And I tried to be that person to help them. But I mean, as a friend and as a supportive person, you can only do so much, you know, until you're like, no, I really think that you need the help, help, you know, like the professional help, because, you know, that comes with so much. They see so much, they go through so much, their lives are literally changed. And then they come back into this society because it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different world. Yeah. So, uh, they come into what you'd call, I guess, our normal society that we, a civilized, what is it called? A civil, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking on the word. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's there. It starts with a C. I don't remember. Um, but anyways, yeah, the point is, is they go through so much and a lot of veterans do have high rates of suicide as well. Like, yeah, my mom has tried to target this problem at the state capitol and like, it was a lot. And she would take in calls and stuff of situations like that. And most of them were men. It was men mainly. So it's a hard topic when it comes to this stuff. And um, all minority communities are going through the same thing. They're struggling and they don't have that help. (laughs) Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. And it's, it's just, again, it's just so important. And I'm so glad that we're able to talk about this. And I hope that you guys listening um, are learning new things. And, and I hope that um, if there are any other guys listening, I know a couple, but um, if you're new here, if you're returning, whatever, like, I hope that you know that if you are experiencing, experiencing any sort of mental health struggles or mental illnesses, that it is okay to, um, talk about it that's why we're doing this uh, so yeah and then um we have a couple couple more facts here and then we'll go into the interview with ryan um so this is a like a chart infographic this is an infographic five minute guide to men's mental health that we pulled from mhanational.org um and excuse me if i say this number wrong um but i'm pretty sure it is 151,781,326 is the u.s male population and there are six million males affected by depression per year 
which is a lot is so many people that is so many people and it is so sad and it just breaks my heart and again that's just one thing where we don't know how many of those six million people per year that are affected by this the six million males how many of them are actually seeking help and getting the help that they need and and talking about it and not just bottling everything up inside I think another thing that like it's all the way at the bottom but um one thing I think I we should mention is a lot of men downplay their symptom of what they're going through like whether it is depression or anxiety or stress they're like they're like you know what this isn't what it is and it's not as bad as I think and then they're like downplaying it and I think that's what it leads to like uh, substance abuse or stressful like things that are going on and then they act on it and it's like don't downplay that for anyone not just men but anyone like if you're if you feel yourself going into that that depression um whatever it is you know it's not it should not be downplayed definitely not yeah I think um we can go ahead and move forward um and bring in Ryan um I think Sammy's gonna conduct this little interview and Ryan's just gonna take my spot so that he can talk to her and talk to you guys and just be open and honest about his experiences and anything else. All righty guys, we're back and we have Ryan here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So we just wanted, you know, I think get the male point of view of, you know, when it comes to mental health, uh, how, what you go through, what you've seen people go through, like your friends and stuff. And I think getting that point of view would definitely add more value to what we're trying to say here and maybe bring more attention to just because it is an issue. And, you know, you guys are going through stuff. And I know it's like normal for you to not express those feelings, but, you know, I'm sure you do. And I, we really want to get your point of view. So, um, I'll kind of jump right into it, but like when it comes to mental health surrounding yourself or your friends and stuff, like what's just something like you kind of do to express what you're going through? Um, and how do you even, how do you know, like what to say and like what to do when you are going through those things? Honestly, just, it's not a specific thing that I would rely on when it comes to stuff like that I would just say it's doing anything at all and for me you know speaking as a male that's a lot for us to do because we normally push that aside and bottle it up until it blows up into a giant ordeal but like my main point is like you don't have to deal with it in all in whole but just acknowledge what just happened deal with it instead of pushing it aside and that'll cause just future problems you know Okay. And so kind of branching off of that, like, could you say that there was a specific age or like a time you remember where you first started to like acknowledge what you were going through and you were like, wow, like in this moment right now, like I have these emotions and right now I need to like seek help or reach out to someone who I know will support me and give me that help. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, just... oh no, it does. It does for sure. Okay. <laughs> like, I want to say when like I got to like eighth 
grade to like ninth grade like what you know when you kind of come to an age where you know what happens behind closed doors you're not like purely innocent to the point where you think everybody's good and everyone like you know you know what I'm saying like you you yeah yeah grow into your adult self you know what's going on accustomed to the world too exactly surrounding exactly you get to know what goes on and um I would say that's when I realized what I had was anxiety because like Mm -hmm. I knew something was there the whole time because I've been looking back on it now once I've realized that was anxiety Mm -hmm. I can like pinpoint when I was feeling it what I was feeling it, and for how long you know so I would say eighth going into ninth grade Mm -hmm. is when I got more interested in what my like sisters were doing because I was an adult so I wanted to be around adults and stuff so I was like getting interested in like I don't know the things that brothers are usually annoying to sisters about I was like oh what is that medication what are you doing what's this what's that they're like oh my god I have anxiety this is what it is I'm like annoying brother as I am like what's anxiety what's this what's that and they explained it to me I'm like yo that's not abnormal like I what like I've been experiencing that for a whole while so like now that they give me the definition and stuff I went back and it's like wow I've been having that for a while so right that kind of like I don't know it was a lot happening at once because one I realized that it was well not super abnormal but it's not like I don't know what's something the word. you'd like like because I'm I, I guess my second question to that would be like did you feel comfortable enough saying that to like your friends like who were guys oh, like that's that's a good that's a good question but um that's I didn't, I thought it was like normal for me to feel that way because no one really talked about it around my my friends. No one really talked about feeling weird. All we really focused on was like, you know, our next football game, our next baseball game, playing video games. Cause none of my friends were like, yo, I kind of feel weird when I'm like going through this or this or that. Like who talks about that as like, no one does that. So um, yeah, I didn't really have a lot of opportunities to tell my friends. So yep. would you say like now as an adult, like, do you guys talk about that stuff? Cause that was then, right? Like, yeah, you know, I as was like eighth graders and stuff. You didn't really think about that, but now like you're an adult, you're in tune with that emotion and maybe they are too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. A lot more, a lot more. Um, definitely. I would like to bring up more conversations like that, but like, it's still, regardless of when you come to realization and what you do it's still a touchy subject with like a bunch of different people a lot of people don't even like to acknowledge that that stuff exists that's how people cope you know just push it aside pretend it doesn't exist but yeah I would say I bring it up a lot more and that's definitely healthier of course for everyone who talks about it but yeah right and like okay so we were talking about healthy ways of talking about it and stuff, but like, what are healthy ways that you've learned to cope with it? Like, you know, like you have, um, the self-care routine. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, um, as like a cheesy as it sounds, it was right. Um, the, (laughs) one of the first coping mechanisms I learned was from, um, I was sorry. I kind of turned away from the microphone. Um, you're good. I can hear you um it's I forgot what the rule is it's supposed you're supposed to like hone in on your surroundings and not just think about the bad that's happening and not just sink in it but like try to get out of it so like 
name what you're smelling, what you're hearing, what you're seeing. I forgot what the numbers were. It's like five things you're seeing, two things you're smelling. What are you hearing? What are you feeling? It's just mm-hmm. like, obviously you can't just not focus on anything. It's just directing your focus onto something that will obviously help the situation because it, it won't help by just being like, oh, I'm stressing so much. I'm so sad. And you keep going on to that. Like, oh, sad, 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 sad. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. You want to be like fixated on something else versus like what you're actually like, what you were fixated on. Yeah, which is exactly. Causing those feelings. Yeah. About, like fix the problem rather just rather than just think about the problem and make it worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, the last question I have is just, what advice would you give to other men who are also going through the same things, but might not feel super comfortable yet getting the professional help? What are just ways that they can do a self-care routine for themselves and cope with what's happening? Because I'm sure there's so many guys out there who just don't yet feel comfortable getting the professional help, but prefer maybe to start it on their own or even with their friends and like talking about it and then you know later on getting the help but um just yeah naming off a few no for sure um like I said earlier doing anything is a lot for men asking a lot so that's just the main thing is doing anything and just plain old being nice to yourself like Mm -hmm. why do you well I don't understand why sometimes we won't let ourselves heal or let ourselves even acknowledge what's hurting us for I don't know whatever reason whatever reason we'll go right past it and just not even treat ourselves like we would if we were physically hurt if we were physically hurt we would tend to it right away why I don't understand why there's a different process when it's mental we still have to aid ourselves but the main thing would be just doing anything at all it doesn't have to be like you said professional help because that's a big leap for a lot of people and that can be a you know thing you can go down in your journey later on but just doing something and getting up and doing something right now whether that be focusing on your breath whether that be naming anything you see anything you smell you hear it's just directing the attention from the bad to the good it's just I don't know if that sounds cheesy or dumb yeah that definitely sounds like really good stuff and I really liked how you connected it to like a physical wound you know like you would take care of that like if you got a cut and you're like oh my god like I'm bleeding I need to take care of it right now it's the same thing you know and that's why I said like being mean to yourself like you're obviously hurt emotionally and you're just letting yourself be hurt and just soak in it and get even more hurt so why are we being so mean to ourselves we why (laughs) right right no definitely I think that's all really good stuff and I just want to say thank you for being so open on the podcast we really appreciate it thank you guys for having me yeah Alrighty, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to um, my fiance Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and being open and honest, and um, you know, talking to not only us but our listeners about um, your life. And I'm glad that they get to know you a little bit better. Um, and just again, thank you for your continued support.
Um, and then thank you to everyone that has tuned in for today's episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and listen to our latest episodes. Um, this is only episode three, so you totally have time to catch up and, you know, be on board. Um, we come out with episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. And there's just going to be so much more of these important topics. And we're really excited. Um, if you are feeling down or depressed in any way, please know that it's okay to talk to people. Um, if you are a little too worried about talking to people too close to you because you whatever, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. Obviously, like we're not professionals or anything, but if you just want somebody to like listen and, and somebody to talk to, we're here. Um, but if you're feeling more serious thoughts of, you know, suicide or harming yourself, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-TALK. That would be 800-273-8255. Um, thanks again for tuning in to the Unbalanced Podcast. I'm Jayana. And I'm Sammy. And we will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.